everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from swelteringly hot Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, oh, that wacky Bible and its many translations. <laughs> when will it learn <laughs> that Bible? Oh, what a piece of work that is. Yeah. Yeah, it starts out in... Lots of different languages, mm. uh, you know. It's it's not even consistent in its original form. No. But by the time it makes it to English, and you know, I assume other languages, some uh, some choices have been made. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, you don't just translate a language into another language. You make choices. That's true. And when it comes to uh, holy texts, eh, those choices have consequences. Yeah, so, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And some some recent changes that, uh, well, specifically that the evangelicals have done. But we're going to talk about some other stuff too. So. Yeah, they're they're pretty cute. Those evangelicals. <laughs> well, Dan, here's a yeah? a kind of story that just doesn't come along often enough. Although, in in one way, it's good that it's not coming along very often because it's another one of these Jesus takes the wheel uh, sort of Uh-oh. stories. That's, uh, story that's, of, that's always bad. <laughs> yes. But it's delightful at the oh, okay. same time. Hooray. Right? You know, yeah. a te- somebody testing their own faith, <laughs> right? Testing God and their yeah. own faith to find out that, you know, he didn't take the wheel. Yeah. You might have believed he was going to, but that's why you crashed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Recently in Ohio, uh, the, the the incident happened uh, just a little over a month ago, but she was just recently uh, has officially been charged oh. uh, for uh, traveling along at excessive speeds, uh, more than a hundred miles per hour, oh. speeding through a red light, uh, and. I watched the video just ever so clipping the front of a car that was going through the intersection. Oh, my God. Um, the the car that she hits stays stationary, right? Okay. Um, and uh, because it really just, like, took the bumper off. Like, she just grazed it, right? But she loses control of the car. Yeah. Spins around numerous times keeps going uh goes through a power hits a power like a an electrical pole right uh-huh. thing a utility pole uh she hits another car uh she and rams into a, a house now at the end of I'm, the, I'm she was gonna take issue with something miles an hour i'm right? gonna take issue with something that you just said you what? said she lost control of the car I maintain she never had control of the car. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You're correct. She did not. She was not in control of the I'm car. I'm also mad that you this. haven't sent me this video, by the way. <laughs> well, I can't like, you know. You can't spoil I it. I can't spoil okay. the story for you. You Fine. didn't know about Fine. this, right? This is fun. I'm telling you something you haven't heard yet. That's um, true. Anyway, uh, she uh, when the police showed up, uh, she explains that she's been going through some trials and tribulations uh, <laughs> and was recently fired from her job. Uh, she said she let go and let God take the wheel. Oh, I'll, I forgot this detail. 
with her 11 year old daughter sitting next oh, to her fuck okay you ruined it i was having so much fun <laughs> and then you ruined it for me oh god damn it can you fucking believe it right uh and uh she she says that she <laughs> she still believes that she did the right thing Oh, my God. Uh, she's facing multiple charges, including felony assault, endangering a child. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, driving under suspension. Oh. Which the article doesn't explain what she's been suspended. Her license has been suspended for. I would assume also some other form of lunacy. Yeah. I figure um, we're all pretty shocked that she's ever had her license suspended before. <laughs> Because she seemed like such a responsible driver otherwise. Well, that, uh... Yeah, I mean, everyone was fine, right? Somehow everybody came out of this completely unscathed. I'm not and maybe fine. There, maybe that's the <laughs> miracle, Dan. No, Like nobody in the house was hurt, Wow. right? She and the daughter, they're fine. The person in, in the car that they hit. Um, um, her daughter th is that not God fine. Hit, I'm sorry. The, God, the, the car that God hit. It was, that's right. And then lost control. I'm, I'm going to say this. Her kid is not fine. Her kid just witnessed her own mother caring so little about her own personal safety that she ran her car yeah. into, like, no. That is that daughter will be going to therapy, will be, yeah, paying a therapist's boat off I, I, on that. I would be willing to wager that the child probably already was not fine. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a joke. I mean that this in all just, seriousness. This is just this one in a long line raising this child. The child's not yeah. fine, right? Uh, that kid's not going to be. And I, okay. of course, was talking about physically. She was. They, they came out physically unharmed, right? But, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. You know, you're totally right to point that out. And uh, poor dear. I, you oh. know, like anyone can have a kid, I guess. It's crazy. That is a that we need to adjust that rule. That is not okay. You can't just you let anybody you do it. You have to be able to turn it on, right? That's that's the CRISPR thing they need to like introduce, <laughs> right? Just that that you you have to get it like a parenting license and have your reproductive organs turned back on. Good lord, we are. Uh, I'm not actually we are, advocating. We are not that. on safe footing when we say these things. That that was. I mean, I kind of wish it, but I know it's not like. Yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't. do it in a way that that doesn't like inherently bias and blah blah blah. But, right. That that's not you know some dystopic novel right. out there. Somewhere. But you should at least you should at least have to take a class or something. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna. You know, I reported a, a few weeks ago about the Southern Baptist Convention, and you know how they. They got themselves a brand new president who wasn't the furthest right guy on the docket. Mm -hmm. He was just a he was just extreme right, not all the way to Nazi. Right. So that was that was a big win uh, for the country. However, uh, there was there was, here's a thing that I didn't in my mind. They were being smarter than they were, and I don't know how I actually went to that place. Because I know these people, they're not smart. Why would I possibly think that they would have taken any COVID precautions? Oh. Because they didn't. 
and there were like 15,000 people descended on Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, and they didn't take any COVID precautions, and uh, there was a breakout of COVID. <laughs> we do not know the scope of this at all. Really? What we know okay. is that uh, is that Metro Health epidemiologist Leslie Waller from there in Tennessee uh, knows of eight to 10 infections. Um, and that almost certainly means that hundreds of people were probably infected. Yeah. Um, the, the eight to 10 infections are all people. They were all locals cause they can only track locals. They can't track anybody from right. outside of, of that area. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Which so most of them were from outside of the area. Yeah, most of yeah. the attendees, uh, the vast majority of the attendees, right. were uh, were not in the sample set. So <laughs> we don't know how extreme this was, but we do know that these are not people who are huge on vaccinations. These are not people who uh, necessarily believe in COVID or believe, or <laughs> right. conversely, they believe in it but think that. You know, they're bathed in Jesus' blood, and maybe that will protect them. We know that these are the idiots of our country, and that, that uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, they, the uh, For their part, the Southern Baptist Convention has not yet alerted attendees that maybe they were, like, totally exposed to a deadly virus and probably should have, like, they didn't, you know, send out anything. But mm. they are working with city and state health officials to identify their next steps. So that's oh, good. Good, good. That sounds it's like too they're, late. They're working on it. Yeah, they they'll figure it out in a month or two. <laughs> what the next steps are? When? Yes, in a By timely time, manner. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once once everybody has thoroughly uh, uh, infected their grandmother, hmm. then they'll figure it out. <laughs> well, good. All right, Dan. Yes. We, um, I'm sort of doing, I think all three of my stories have the theme of, we haven't done one of these in a while, stories. <laughs> okay. Um, this, um, this is a story about uh, alternative uh, sort of burial options or alternatives to burial type sure. uh, uh, end of We're life or post life options for what to do with dead bodies. What, yeah. what do you do with a dead body other than burying it or burning it up? I know that um, when my dad was alive, he wanted his wishes were that I throw him to the wolves. I, uh, I think that's a great one. Right. I didn't I didn't do that. There were, it turns out there were legal legal implications to doing that. <laughs> uh, they would not give me his body. Aww. But, but uh, tell me about this this uh, well, particular this one, thing. We've actually talked about this before. While it was only legal in Washington State, mm. uh, and this is the the one where they use natural, um, you know, organic processes to break the body down and turn it into soil. Yes, right. Which, Which I think is, is just lovely, right? Amazing, um, and exactly what I want to have happen to my body. Absolutely, like like this needs to catch on. Uh, it is legal now in two additional states, Colorado and Oregon, have both okay. uh, adopted or, or uh, have uh, legalized it uh, since we last talked about this on the show. 
Um, and there are other states that are starting to line up uh, to, uh, they're at least discussing it, and, and hopefully something will, will pass. Other um, communist states. Well, yeah, California and New York. Um, <laughs> it's not too surprising, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the company uh, that first introduced the process is, is called Recompose. Um, uh, I get it. um and uh it's been legal in washington state since 2019 the process uh the is uh described as uh well it's it's known as or natural organic reduction um and basically basically what they do is they place the body in a reusable vessel they cover it with wood chips and then they aerate it right um for about 30 days and this this creates an environment for the microbes and some bacteria to transform the body into soil in as little as 30 days and then That's the amazing. family can take the soil of that 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 their loved one has become yeah. and they can uh go you know plant a flower in it yeah. right do do something like i mean i just their I loved just one love can be literally idea. pushing up the daisies literally and i i just think it's i i you know i mean once you're dead like who can i mean it doesn't matter to me anymore because i don't exist what right. happens to my body but i like the idea of of my body returning to nature and yeah. and 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 the whole thing about like being put in a coffin you know the, your right. coffin is lowered down into a vault right yeah, in it, here in the u.s i don't know how it's done elsewhere but in here yeah it's there are layers and layers between you and you're never going to you're, make it back into nature right and it's and it's and if if, if nothing else this is a process um whereby your matter just gets to be useful, right? Yeah. Gets to go back into the thing rather than, you know, just sitting around in a in a vault for who knows how long that's going right. to take, right? To break down, and cremation is is great. That's what I sort of had in mind um, until this came along. Um, but it's not. It's, but I mean, it, it's, it doesn't it's, make you useful. It doesn't make you useful. And you know what? Not for nothing, they are burning gas yeah right in order to break the body down into ashes and you know like in a world where we're trying to you know reduce our carbon you know output right um we don't need to be burning gas so this is this is a great alternative well what do you think the catholic church thinks of this <laughs> what <the> hell <laughs> i mean it's not like they're gonna be thrilled about this i i'm gonna guess that somebody raised uh, a hissy fit about it yeah uh at, at, at least one group of catholics the colorado catholic conference mm. uh is uh in opposition of uh, the practice because the church teaches that the human body is sacred and the dignity of the human person is the foundation of a moral society i don't know why that is in conflict with this other way of this new way of, of breaking right. down a human body. Like go I go dig up a body that's been dead for 
yeah. don't know, call it a month and tell me how dignified it is. And how sacred it yeah. is at that point, right? Like, Oh, look, that blob of goo is wearing clothes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> like, like, it's absolutely ludicrous. It's, it's obviously people having weird, icky feelings about, you know, anything other than traditional burial, which yeah, they already have icky enough feelings about, but they've somehow accepted, well, that's a thing. I, 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 I can do that. Yeah. It's, it's utterly, it's stupid. Yeah. It, uh, like their whole, their whole thing. They, it's not like they've thought it through. It's not like they've actually like, they want Yeah. It, they don't care what happens to a body. Like if, if it, if it were a problem to do this, then all of the bodies that have ever existed are problematic. Yeah. Cause they've all, <laughs> cause they've all done this. They've decomposed. If right? nothing else, like, why aren't they just realizing that if they believe that there was a creator God who made us and who created the order of nature on the earth, that God is the one who made those microbes that, that, that break us all down. to eat our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just shut up. Can the, <laughs> can the Catholics please just shut up? Can all... Oh, yeah. Don't weigh in. You know... They're just mad that nobody asked them. Uh, and <laughs> oh, they would have been they, fine with it otherwise. Right. Yeah. If somebody had asked them about it and been like, here's the thing, we think it's very respectful, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And just like, yeah, uh, they're just mad that nobody asked. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take us to the EU. Ooh. Because Please, uh, I need a good trip to Europe. Oh, my God. I want to go to I Europe do. so bad. Oh You're, are you, European listeners, are you open yet? What's going on? Uh, what's travel looking like? I need to know. Yeah, I have. I've been vaccinated. Yeah, if we're vaccinated, I, what what's it looking like? I'm more than willing to come and like spend a little money in your country. Yeah, <laughs> we are ready. I'm we so are ready. ready. Let okay. us know. Um, so the European Union um has, of course, you know, all of their member states have their own uh, court system and their and obviously make their own laws, but there is a court of justice of the European Union. Uh-huh, that yeah. is that's sort of an overarching thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this like this is a pretty big deal. When something goes all the way to the court of justice for the EU, that's eh, that that's no small shakes. Well, the thing that went there was uh, two women, two German women, um, who are uh, who are Muslim decided to wear uh, headscarves in their workplace and their their employer asked them not to oh. um, and this of course set off a firestorm yeah and they sued and uh, and and it went all the way up to the court of justice of the European Union and the ruling has now come down and I'm actually pretty surprised by it uh, but I shouldn't be. Maybe the they ruled that employers may forbid the wearing of visible religious symbols, really, uh, or political beliefs. Oh, so you know when it comes to things like you know a visible crucifix around the neck or you know a uh, a star of David or whatever that I understand because it's not required. Of mm. by by the religions, mm-hmm. 
But a headscarf? Like, the, now you're getting into something that is, like, required by the religion, and it feels so fucking harmless to me mm. that I, I, I'm really struggling with this one. I, like... Now, is, mind these you... These are, like, office workers? Like, what's the context? Uh, like... I think one, so one of them works uh, as a caretaker for people with special needs, and the other one it was is a is a salesperson, and like cashier. Wow. Okay. Now I don't, I, can, I don't see why that needs to be regulated by an employer. Yeah, I I don't I mean, either. I don't and you know, the, I think the court was wanted to uh, to sort of make sure. That there was a uh, a genuine need on yeah. the part of the employer, whatever the fuck that means. So they I mean, that, they kind of sent that if, down to the to the member states to 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 figure out. Yeah, but. I could see if maybe like uh, they were hired as like hair models, right? <laughs> like like that. That I I feel like an employer could say, you know, we hired you so that our our beauticians could like fix up your hair and we take photos of your hair. But <laughs> if you're wearing this, this hijab, yeah. it's kind of, you know, <laughs> this it gets is making in the way. It a little it's trickier. kind of, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, can we put a wig over your hijab? Is that okay? <laughs> no, I mean, I can see it. Like, for instance, we've talked about, I think it was in Quebec a few years back. There was a, there was a story about people wearing religious symbols, uh, as government employees that are oh. public facing government employees. And yeah. I, I can see that that like it could be divisive. It could feel it could make people feel like they're not going to get a fair shake from their government. That makes sense to me. Like there are ways in which this like this makes sense. But I feel like there's got to be carve outs for things like, a, a, you know, a hijab or, or the, you know, a, a six turban or, you know, there yeah. there are certain things that are just requirements of their religion. And as stupid as I think their religion might be. Right. I, I, I fail to see the harm. So yeah, I, know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm conflicted about it myself. Yeah. I, I, I think it's part of part of the compromise that we all have to make living in pluralistic societies. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and I and I know that like it's kind of I I kind of get what they're where they're coming from, but I, I I just feel like even in the context of a government office, like it's it's a secular like you have a secular government and you don't want displays of religion. Well, okay, overt displays like you were talking like crosses and sort of the optional things, I guess. Right. But like. Again, part of that secular government is, is I would hope the goal of that government is that we're all also out here getting along, yeah. right? And that we're all equal members of the same, you know, society, yeah. right? And so, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, it feels like, I mean, okay, there's always that argument of like, well, you don't have to take the job. Right, but that's yeah. also kind of not the point either. Yeah, so, I I don't know, and that's the kind of a not a nice thing to say. I don't think. Right? <laughs> like we don't take the job. Well, great argument, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But 
It, I, I find it tricky, and uh, and I don't think it's an easy question, which yeah. is obviously why it had to go all the way up to the top uh, of, of uh, you know, the, the court of justice. I mean, if, I, if I'm an employer and I'm hiring public-facing people, I don't mm-hmm. want them to be displaying anything religious. I want them, I, I want all people to feel like they're walking into a neutral space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would probably want to say, mm, probably don't wear crosses or whatever. But I, you know, I, if I'm not allowed to say that, I'm fine as long as it's not like, you know, a t-shirt that's like, if you don't love Jesus, you're dead to me or, you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. Tricky. Tricky. Hmm. Oh, my turn. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can go, you can just go anytime. <laughs> there are some new findings out about America and religion oh. and how our religious populations are sort of rising and falling and all of that kind of stuff. This one mm. uh, out just this week, PRRI, that is, um, who is that? That's the public research uh, yeah. institute. The, um, the Public Religion Research Institute. That's what it is. Um, the tw- their 2020 Census of American Religion, um, which uh, apparently has this, this the 2020 um, survey mm. had uh, unprecedented county level data on religious identity and diversity in the United States. Um, and this, I found this in the Salt Lake Tribune, so it, it does skew toward, you know, the exciting Mormon numbers. Oh. Um, and uh, one of the things that, you know, is not surprising is it mentions that the highest concentration of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, uh, in counties with more than 10,000 residents is Utah County, which is where Provo is and yeah. Brigham Young University. Yeah. Dan, I want to play a little guessing game with you. What do you think the second highest uh concentration of of latter-day saints is where do you think it is uh you don't any, even have to know the the county name but like like a, where anywhere in the country yeah oh after provo after provo after utah county yeah where do you think it is yeah this is exciting um well here's the thing y- you asking me means i should probably reject utah uh, because mm-hmm. I would, of course, go to like Davis County or, or like Paiute County, somewhere, some Daggett County. I don't know, some like small county in Utah. <laughs> but the, I'm going to say counties with more than ten thousand residents. Okay, that's also part of it. So it can't be teeny tiny. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go with an adjacent state, mm. uh, like uh, Wyoming. You think that's a county in Wyoming, or or idaho or something yeah well you're right about idaho oh you're so disappointed (laughs) well but you should be able to like narrow it in closer which is of course it's where byu idaho is okay the rexburg Rexburg area okay i was just sort of like taken aback that it was like outside of utah i I guess i mean i would have guessed utah if you hadn't like set it up the way you did so Yeah. yeah fair enough okay sorry um now here's a fun one. This is um, uh, member the, the the rates at which membership membership of different group religious groups um, at what rate they have four year college degrees. Mm. Uh, who do you think is the the sort of the the 
the high the, the group with the highest concentration of four year degrees. Uh, what are the possible is. groups? Well, religious groups. Just all in the America. different, all the various religious groups. Who do you uh, think has the highest rate of college graduates, four year college graduates? I, uh, Hindu. I don't know. You're right. Really? How did you get that? I don't know. I just I just imagine all of my all of my uh, Indian friends and their overbearing parents yelling at oh, them I'm that they have to get so a degree. Mad. I'm so mad. Uh, uh, yeah, 67% of Hindus have a four-year college degree. Okay. Uh, now, the, the point of this list is, you know how Mormons kind of like like to believe they're really highly educated, uh -huh. right? Uh, Unitarian Universalists is the next group at okay, 59%. That makes sense sure. Jewish Americans at 58%. Yeah. Orthodox Christians, 48%. Oh. White Catholics, 42%. Oh. Right? And now we get to Mormons at 40% oh, of Mormons. Man. Come on, so, Mormons. I don't know what get that's your act together. About. Yeah, get, go to school. They even right. let their girls go sometimes. And it still didn't get over 50? <laughs> oh, I know. That's a shame. Um, and then there's some interesting things about sort of the ups and downs of, of the, the nuns. Of which we belong. The yes. N-O-N-E-S's. Yes. Um, which hit a high point. At 26% in 2018. Of total but population. Declined of the total American population, okay. yeah. Uh, but it's declined slightly mm. uh, to 23% in, in 2020. Oh, God. Um, Which biggest... one of you bastards is, is praying because of COVID? Wh who turned back? <laughs> Which one uh... of you bastards is it? Of course, the largest group to leave uh, religious associations uh, in the country was younger people. Mm. Um, that's no surprise. We've talked a lot about that. Um, in 1986, only 10% of those aged um, 18 to 29 identified as religiously unaffiliated. In 2016, that number had increased to 38%. Again, declined in 2020 to 36%. Okay. Well, I mean, Meh. I I don't I doubt I think Meh. that this is a weird. We're in the weirdest of all possible timelines, uh, so I don't. Tr I we'll see in a in a couple years uh, if things mellow out after. I yeah, I wanted this to be the end. I I just felt like the pandemic was going to be the end of it all. Oh uh, right? well, I mean, like people I, staying home from church, realizing how like great that is. Yeah, right. I still like, think that that might play out. I still think that like. You, we haven't seen how things are going to shake out yet. I still think that <laughs> some something about that might play yeah. out. Um, and then uh, let's see the 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 proportion of white Christians uh, in the country hit a low point in 2018 at 42 percent. It has rebounded slightly. It's up to 44 percent. Oh my god! Yeah. We don't need more white Christians yeah. in this country. Yeah. Let's uh let let's all let's all make it our 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 New Year's resolution to uh to everybody go deconvert somebody get out there and uh, <laughs> no don't do that we we don't need missionaries just uh just put just just put your story on TikTok don't worry it'll 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 have the right effect anyway <laughs> uh we'll close it out with uh a a video was released uh by the. San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, which is actually quite a famous chorus. Uh, they oh, yeah. are, they're a hell of a of a singing group. Yeah, they're quite good. 
it's 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 like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, only with a sense of humor and without ladies. Um, <laughs> also without Mormons. Um, so anyway, they released a song uh, that was very obviously satirical. If you know anything, if you have any sense of humor and understand that things can be uh, not literally what is being spoken, what is being said, um, you know, I, I, I forgive people who, are, who may be on the, the autism spectrum from maybe mm. not understanding that kind of thing because that's hard mm -hmm. for them. Great. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you have any degree of knowledge of, uh, you know, how humor works, Right. This song is very clearly about uh, about sort of religious dickhole attitudes about gay people. Yeah. Uh, the the lyrics, you know, it starts with, "You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead uh, lives you can't respect, but you're fr you're just frightened. You think we'll corrupt your kids uh, if our agenda goes unchecked." Funny, just this once. You're correct. And and then it goes on to say, we'll convert your children. Happens bit <laughs> by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from the disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear <laughs> pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. <laughs> that was our big threat. They're going to make your kids tolerant and oh, fair. No. Uh, well, apparently... Not even threatening to turn them gay. No, 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 no. Right. Not even that. No. Just tolerant. Uh, yeah. I don't even like tolerance. I think tolerance is offensive, to be honest. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I want acceptance. That's right. But, uh, but anyway, that's the joke. You know, there's a whole song. Not that I've heard this song because they took it down basically within 24 hours of posting it because Aww. the right caught on to it and ran with it. Oh, my God. Uh, so the religious right, uh, having no one who has any sense of humor in the entire group, all <laughs> lost their goddamn minds. Um mm. Assuming obvi the obvious worst, uh, you know, radio host Todd Stearns had a quote that said, uh, the San Francisco, San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus is drawing national attention after they performed a music video vowing to convert children to their movement. I suppose you could say it's conversion therapy in reverse? Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Nope, can't say that. Yeah, that's, nope. that's not what you can say. At least he used the word to their movement rather than to right. being gay. Um, right. And uh, other articles, this one was from uh, Infowars, which... Oh, I'm sure this is going to be good. Their hot take is always going to be a good one. Uh, yeah. It says, the song is not shy about what the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus hopes to accomplish. Uh, repeatedly singing, we're coming for them. We're coming for your children. And then they go on to say, that's not creepy or pedophilic at all. Uh, no, it's not, actually. If you, if, if yeah. you wanted to just sort of take everything in context, it, it, it's yeah. not that. They're, they're coming to make your kids not be assholes like you are. That's what they're coming to do. Anyway, a whole lot of this happened. 
people spammed the shit out of their comments and whatever, and 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 the gay men had to pull their funny song because I don't think they should have. Yeah, I mean, you can turn off comments, right? I don't know. Uh, it was, the the damage was apparently done, so hmm. I just just get out in front of it, you guys. But anyway, they did they. Well, okay, there were threats. Apparently, there were uh, some threatening uh, comments. And so I think that they took it down in just to uh, in, out of an abundance of caution uh, to yeah, for the okay. safety of the of the men involved. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But still, you know what I mean. <sighs> like, mo- a lot of those guys have been through worse than a few death threats from guys living in their yeah. mom's basement. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Uh, but you're right about the whole no sense of humor thing. Like, all you have to do is drive through the South and like. <laughs> read business names right. off of buildings and be like do they not hear it do they not <laughs> just do they not hear that 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 that's weird yeah. or funny or that there's a double entendre there i mean i remember debbie's christian book and tanning salon <laughs> was a place in wagner oklahoma i don't know if it's still there or not but like oh i love that it's just like like how do you not get that that's like not right <laughs> right yeah and just just they go around just like well yeah this is of course it's normal yeah and they they don't they they, they the brains don't really work on that well, level and, of... and let's be honest probably a bunch of these people do get the joke but they but they want to demonize these people and so well, they it's and it's so yes so they just and so they do the thing that they hate when or at least they accuse right the left of doing which is they took it out of context right so good on you guys. Yeah, well done. Uh, you, you guys, <laughs> you, you did a great job, and uh, you humorless, uh, ingen- disingenuous assholes. Yeah. Well, if you're a humor humorless, disingenuous asshole, you can tell us about it by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. I prefer I don't hear from you. Okay, don't. If you're a, <laughs> a, a humorless asshole, then uh, then. You, yeah. Then no. it's a different then address. Don't email. Yeah. Then write but, right like, into it, infowars at infowars.com. <laughs> or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. We would love to hear your voice. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We have some emails and some voicemail coming up right after this. Hey Dan. Yes. Um <laughs> Are you going to tell me that miracles could, happen every day? I hope that's mir- what you're going to tell me. <laughs> it's just miracles, Dan. Everything everything's really a miracle if you if you just think about Fucking it. Fucking right? magnets, how do they work? I'm, it's a miracle. <laughs> um anyway, uh we've got uh, a Christian prophet by the name of Dutch Sheets, <laughs> which you were convinced which, was a, a prank and I was convinced was a sex act. <laughs> so either way, it's definitely like one thing we can all agree on like, is that Dutch you, like, sheets short sh- is not yeah. a human. That's not a person. <laughs> I thought it was when you like short sheeted somebody, yeah. right? That that's a you Dutch sheet. I'm pretty anyway. sure that if you give somebody Dutch sheets, it, it it involves fecal matter. But I'm anyway, we'll just we'll just <laughs> believe this guy that it's his name. 
and uh, and we will uh, we'll we'll listen to what he has to say because he uh, he knows something we don't. And it's God's timing, and he's now he's now bringing this anointing, and signs and wonders are going to start following this quickly. I know of at least I know of three situations personally of people that were raised from the dead by a doctor during COVID. One of those people raised, went into the room after the person died with COVID. One of those people, the death certificate had already been signed, and this person was raised from the dead. Now, they can't talk about this because they could get in trouble, believe it or not for doing this and for, you know, talking about it. But I'm just saying this is beginning to happen and we're just getting started. <laughs> Raised from the dead by a doctor. By a doctor. That's the line that stands yeah, out to me. Honestly, uh, look, if you're going to make something up, which you obviously are making this up, <laughs> say, by right, a, because, say it was because by they a can't come forward. Yeah. Like why it's your it's your lie. You can do whatever you want with it. You well, but the doctor was in the room. Yeah. A pastor wouldn't be able to be there. Like he's thought this one through. He definitely like, has. Well, he definitely you has. You know, so like, oh yeah, of course. A good a good Christian doctor yeah. who performs medical procedures on someone. I personally and know brings them back from the dead. Three people. What they probably heard was some doctor who was Christian, right? talking about how they felt like the person's recovery was a miracle right the, 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 it was them coming back from the dead because everything looked like you know they should have died or whatever you know what i mean I, like I, that's a pretty easy you one you give them way more you give this guy way more credit than i do because as far as i'm concerned he just made up a story he just <laughs> i don't i don't think it's based on anything i don't think it has to be like there doesn't have to be any experience that he's drawing on yeah he's just He's just lying. He's just making some shit I, up. I just like to think that, like, that people who sort of spread these little stories and whatnot, that they're that they're not probably overtly outright lying, <laughs> right? That, that 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 there's some little kernel there. I think that's how a lot of this works, right? Is that these stories get spread around and embellished and turned into things that they weren't originally at all it was a doctor in my mind the way that this starts is a doctor stating facts but from a christian perspective and then it just turns into this doctor brought him back from the dead and it's like that's what i think okay i don't have any evidence for that that's just where i think that like you know it's like the that telephone game well i'll right? tell you what i'll tell you who do also doesn't have any evidence dutch sheets doesn't have any evidence. <laughs> that's either. true. Yes, that's absolutely true. All right, and he can't, he can't produce them. Yeah, because he doesn't know them, or like you're saying, they don't exist. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, it's so easy when when you don't have to actually back anything you say up with anybody with with any kind of facts or anything. Is that a, a dig at me? <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop taking the easy road, Frank. Uh. <laughs> So we had a couple people write into us uh, and call into us. Uh, Charles wrote into us with a lovely uh, email that I have had to edit heavily because just for time, just for us. But I hope I've captured the uh, the essence of what Charles is saying because I think it's an, an interesting question. Um, Charles said, my name is Charles. I'm a 25-year-old transgender ex-Mormon. 
My purpose in writing this is to draw attention to the damage the church did to me, specifically in regards to the impact of serving a mission. Now, I'll just remind our our listeners, you probably know about Mormon missionaries, but we're not just talking about a week or two in Haiti. We're talking about uh, what is a, usually about a two-year commitment uh, that you make. 18 months to two years, right? Yeah. Is it still that? Something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's not messing around. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll go on. Um, Charles says, I'll spare you the details of the trauma and brainwashing I endured in the mission field. Suffice it to say, I was dedicated. I was a dedicated missionary, stiffly adherent to all the rules. I lasted a year before the stress ground my psyche down to the nerves. Mm, yeah. I was sent home early due to mental health concerns. I wish the story ended there. At the time, I thought it had, but as I've come to realize... That single year of my life would have, uh, would have a resounding and irreversible impact on my future. Now, at this point, Charles uh, wrote a bunch of stuff about having been a great student in high school and then going to BYU uh, and having you know, given up a scholarship to another school to go there. Um, various mindfuckery. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Charles goes on with, Since then, I've escaped the cult. Congratulations. Being trans helps. Charles says, uh, but to this day, I'm still feeling the ripples of that wasted time. After years mm. of repairing my mental health, I still don't have a degree, nor am I particularly close to getting one. I'd love to try my mm. hand at physics again, uh, but it's been seven years since I've taken any sort of math course. I don't remember mm. how to do linear algebra, let alone calculus. College is expensive, and not only did I lose a perfectly good scholarship, but I also wasted thousands of dollars at a university founded on lies. At this point in my life, I need work. I need to work full, nearly full time, to qualify for healthcare coverage. I don't know how I'll find the time, energy, or money for college. I can't shake hmm. the feeling that my life would have been turned would have turned out differently had I not wasted time uh, on that goddamn mission trip. Hmm. I've worked hard to uproot the brainwashing the church instilled in me, but it's still, but it's a different matter entirely to tackle the aftermath of the major life choices I made when I was still religious. That's, that's <sighs> a tricky one, Charles. Yeah. Uh, I know. Because, yeah, you, it, things turned out differently than they would have. I mean, that's yep. inevitably true. That's just a fact. You, you know. Yeah. Does that mean it would have been better? We don't know. And yeah. I think that's what you've got to, to hang your hat on is that literally it is impossible to tell w what would have happened, you know, yeah. in your sliding doors, you know, going back and, and doing it the other way sort of scenario. Great Gwyneth Paltrow reference. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Everybody, you're welcome. Probably Charles doesn't even remember that movie but that's okay um yeah you know like gosh that's some tough it's stuff the truth right? the truth charles like because like i i it, it, my story is not charles's right. story but you know i get that of like going and spending time at byu yeah it and 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 it not being a good experience and knowing that i needed to leave then going and spending you know, and then having a gap, mine was 18 yeah. months between getting, going to the U. Um, but the thing that's gone through my mind through the years 
is is that I never wanted to go to BYU. BYU was never my was never my pick when I was in in high school. Like it just literally was not like I actively did not want to go to BYU. <laughs> and since something happened on the mission and I just sent in my application, of course they took me and uh and 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 so it's it's an easy line of thinking to be like what how how would things have been different if i had gone to one of those other schools i'd considered you know and so i I get it that is that's some brutal stuff the only thing i i can ever do is just focus on well i like my life right now you know yeah and and that's 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 all i can do you know yeah it's impossible to know what would have happened Uh, and and i understand the impulse to let yourself be haunted by it yeah. But fight that impulse. Fight it with yeah. everything you've got. And realize that, like, looking back gives you nothing in this regard. Right. Like, the only, the, all it can do is hurt you. And that's mm-hmm. not to say ignore your past. Your past is your past, and it's important. It's informative. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's instructive, even. But, uh, to regret it and to be upset about it that's just look if if that if you start feeding that in yourself trust me your whole life will be regrets because mm. there will always be more things more questions that you have about what if i had done x instead of y and and that is always going to be poison mm. so don't mm-hmm. poison yourself just look at what you've got now and what you and and what you might want and then find a future that, you know, find a path that might lead you to something happy. And trust me, there are a thousand paths to happiness. You don't yeah. have to. There's not just one. You know what I mean? There's not. There's like if you missed out on physics, then that's OK. You can still be happy if you mm-hmm. missed out mm-hmm. on, you know, X or Y or Z. There's a thousand different roads to, to happiness you just have to make sure that you know your mindset isn't stuck on one of the roads that you weren't able to take because the, mm-hmm. as long as you're staring back at the road that you didn't get to take you won't be looking at all the different roads that are ahead of you yeah that's true i'm not sure i look we're not we're not philosophers we're not psychologists uh i don't know dan that sounded pretty good to me Okay, we'll go with that. You you could definitely put that on a t-shirt. That, it does feel a little bit poster worthy, right? Like if I <laughs> if I if I put that on a on a on a poster with a sunset and two paths or mm-hmm. whatever. I, yeah, I'm I'm a little kitten. There has to be a kitten. I'm fucking Robert Frost Somehow. over here with my two roads <laughs> diverging in the woods or whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was helpful, Charles, but but keep up the good work. Uh, sort yourself out. Go, you know, go to, go to therapy. All all of the things that you've been through are real. Uh, The mental Mm -hmm. health struggles are legitimate and fine and great. So uh, they're not great, but they're there. And it's totally okay to have mental health issues, but you gotta, you gotta tend to them. You gotta tend to yourself. You're the only one that can. So, so seek whatever help you need and, and be uh, proud of your work. Hmm. All right. right. Uh, We had someone call into us, did we not? We did. We have a uh, a fan 
of Rachel Held Evans. Oh my! Calling in. Now, if, if the name maybe rings a bell to you, maybe it means a lot to you. I don't know, but um, she was the we brought her up on the show what, a couple month, weeks ago. Just a couple months ago, maybe. I think it was like a month. Ago. I don't. Well, I'm bad at time. Why would I ask? Yeah. Why would I guess that? So it was. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, we'll say. Um, uh, and uh, should be. It was about some book. It was about right? a children's about book, a children's yeah. book that she she has passed away. She is dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, while she was alive, she she was start she had written this book, and it was about like, you know, it was for kids, and it was all of these different ways of conceiving of God, and in my estimation, they were all not helpful, completely unhelpful, uh, dopey. I mean, it's not like God is something that you can actually get a decent conception of because it's a ridiculous and fictional concept, but, uh, I, uh, we made fun of it. <laughs> that's, and, and so that's, that's where this voicemail picks up. Hey guys, love the show. Um, just listened to a bit about Rachel Held Evans and felt like as someone who's kind of new to this, uh, just non-belief community who left fundamentalism in Oklahoma, uh, call me, call me Mike. Um, oh, she just, she meant a lot to us. We grew up hating ourselves and she was the first person for a lot of us to hear that it was okay to be who we were and to not take the Bible so literally like we'd been taught to. And I just wanted to like encourage you to maybe like listen a little just to like get an idea because she, she helped me out of the dark places I grew up in, in, in fundamentalist evangelicalism. Uh, thanks. Just wanted to say, <laughs> I find her delightful. Thanks for the show. Bye. Well, thanks, Mike, uh, for calling in. We appreciate that. Yeah. And that's an interesting perspective. I know nothing about her. I haven't I haven't heard any of her stuff. Uh, yeah, me neither. And I guess, I just, it, you know I what? I just thought the book was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and frankly, any port in a storm, right? Like, if she Absolutely. helped you when you were feeling like shit and she made you feel a little less like shit, I'm not going to be mad about that. Uh, she, she was still a believer and she was still, you know, like when, when, when she's helping you feel a little bit better about being in a bad situation (laughs) instead of helping you out of the bad situation, uh, Mm. I'm not thrilled by it, but you know, if it was helpful, good. If it was helpful, if you made if it made you feel like a worthwhile person, when other people were making you feel not like that, great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, look, we're not going to be mad about that. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'm still going to make fun of her dumb book. That's just uh, <laughs> it's my job. Uh, there you go. Um, That's awesome. Mark wrote into us to say, hi, guys. Uh, I was searching prime movies under fantasy and saw... Passage to Zarahemla. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Not no. having any idea uh, what it was, I watched it. About halfway in, when I heard the name Nephites, I nearly turned it off, but persisted. I'm shocked you made it that far in before you turned it off, to be honest. <laughs> um, it was an insight into Mormon theology. I was pleased they didn't have uh, black actors for the Lamanites. Uh, may have these backwards. No, you don't. You have it right. Weak cinema, but cute. Uh, I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard you discuss it, but it's from 2007. Um, the background I have from listening. The background I have from listening to your shows helped me see what was happening. Thanks. 
Um, <laughs> I brought. I, I decided to read this one because uh, what's funny is that um, Mark from the How to Heretic and I, um, as part of sort of in connection with this show, went on God Awful Movies uh, a couple years ago. This, this, it's episode one twelve, and we made fun of Passage to Zarahemla. So, Mark, I would uh, I would encourage you to go and listen to that. Um, and that was an excuse for us to mention, which we neglected to mention last week, Frank. Yeah, that I know. you and I went on God Awful Movies. That's another yeah. podcast that basically makes fun of horrible religious cinema. And we, we made fun of a movie last week. So go and check that out, everybody, uh, <laughs> if you haven't already. It's, it, we had a good time. And by no means actually watch the movie that we oh, were don't Yeah, for the love of God, don't watch it. <laughs> you might want to watch Passage to Zarahemla. It's so bad that it might, like, if you, if you get a kick out of terrible film, uh, that's, a, that's a fun one. But ugh, do not watch Courageous, which is what we made fun of. Blech. We watched it so you don't have to. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I just want to mention that. Thanks for writing in, Mark. Uh, do we have some folks to thank, Frank? Dan, we do. Woo! We have three new patrons on Patreon. Wonderful. Very exciting. Uh, we have a new deacon okay. by the name of Mike. Well done, Mike. So thank Good you, job. Mike. We have a new teacher by the name of Christine. Thank you, Christine. Wonderful. And we have, an, we have a new priest by the name of Sarah. Wow. And, and, and just to be clear, everybody, uh, we give priesthood. We give magic powers out give. to our donors, we to our patrons. Dan. We are selling these priesthoods. Yeah. This is very important. So you, it's too can be uh, a can can have all of the same magic powers that Frank and I had as teenagers oh, yeah. in the Mormon church. Oh yeah. Good stuff here folks. Yeah. Um and uh, you you can you can do that. You can join in uh, by uh, going to our website thinkgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. And that gives you a couple options as to how to how to support the show, yeah. and we uh, we greatly appreciate it. We can't really do it without you, and Dan, we've got our top donors mm. to thank, our co lords and saviors. That is so rare, co lords and saviors. <laughs> We're polytheists, you guys. <laughs> we've got Austin and Demonium. Thanks, guys. More show coming up. Hey, Dan. Hey. So, do you remember the Articles of Faith? The Mormon <laughs> Articles of Faith? <clears throat> I remember the, I, I remember a couple of them. I only... I, I, are you talking about, like, having them memorized? Well, I don't remember the number, which number it is, but one has come to mind mm. that, that says something along the lines of, we believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God, uh, something, something. And we also believe the Bible to be the Word of God insofar as it is translated correctly. Yes. Ooh. Yes. This was the, the if you ever want a, a, a really bizarre set of things go read the mormon articles of faith because <laughs> it it starts out really uh 
really small. We believe in God, the eternal father, and in his son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. But by the end, it's like, it has gone completely off the rails, and it's like if if there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report, we seek after these things. It's very strange. Yeah, um, that's. I believe you're referring to Article Thirteen, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Uh, we believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all yeah, men. Yeah, it turns into the Boy Scout motto. <laughs> Indeed, we may say that we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things. We hope all things. We have many things and hope to be able to endure all things. Yeah. And then it's if there's yeah. anything. What virtuous... does that even mean? We believe all things. What does that mean? <laughs> you don't believe all things. You no, decidedly you don't. don't believe you all do things. Yes, indeed. Um, anyway, I just that came to mind because we were talking. We, we want to talk about uh bible translations because there was an article uh that i saw this week and and read a little bit of it it was on salon if i remember right Mm. um and it's uh talking about how evangelicals uh have sort of been changing uh their bible translation over the course of last couple decades um to omit uh the word slave right so they're taking out <laughs> references to slavery and they're sort of watering it down and so like originally it said slave and then like 10 years later the they kind of changed the wording a little bit and they put slave down in the in the footnotes right and then uh and then eventually they even kicked that out and so they well, replaced well, so- it with the word um bond servant i think <laughs> something like that which is just like bizarre they, they, but yeah they, they they changed it to bellhop <laughs> the idea it, being it, 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 it is now it is now masters uh uh you know you have to be kind to your to your uh your 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 chambermaid tip your server <laughs> you know <laughs> Which Christians don't do. They're bad at these things, right? Right, right. Yeah, uh, honestly, if they changed it to tip your server, it would probably do more good in the world than if they than just than the change that they made. Diners, tip your servers. That's right. Yeah. That's, um, I like that. <laughs> and the idea being uh, that, of course, um, the word slave brings up images of uh, American slavery, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the it, slavery... got, it got such a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, and nobody wants to think about that, right? Like, it, no. and, it, and, and so they're trying to also make this, they're, 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 they, they like to make a point that it's, by, especially by changing t- to bond servant, which is that it's not really that that slavery, right? That the, oh the Bible is uh, fully okay with, right? Like, right. like it is Paul in the New Testament, right? That talks about you know being good to your slaves and all of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> slaves obey your masters. I yeah, think slaves is, is obey the, your masters, quote. and even like obeying bad masters, right? Um, I don't think it makes it any better if the, if the line is bond servants, obey your masters. Like, how does that, you're not really improving it that much. Well, but nonetheless, what this demonstrates is a willingness on the part of 
evangelicals to engage in what they hate about the left, which is changing the words that we use, right, in sort of a PC sort of way, right, uh, in order to um, make things more palatable or whatever, right, right. Um, they, they're catering to the to the sense to the delicate sensibilities of blah 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 yeah, or exactly. something. Like I think that. the headline on on uh, on Salon actually referred to evangelical snowflakes change the <laughs> yeah. Because of course Salon yeah. is like you know uh, they're they're having they're having some fun with this. But the article is actually really interesting and it, and it got us thinking about sort of just Bible translations in general. Well. You know, we come from a Mormon tradition, and look, the the, the Mormon uh, scriptures, other than the Bible itself, have a long history of also having been changed frequently and sort of with oh, uh, yeah. with that kind of thing in in mind. Even though it would, it started out in English, so right. like those changes are not translation issues. <laughs> they are just like, ooh. This is not this is not good. This is not working well for us. We need well, we need to change that. And not for nothing, Joseph Smith actually took a stab at translating the Bible. He didn't translate anything. He just like decided to change a bunch of words. Yeah. Um literally doing what these guys are doing, although they at least are are going back to like the the what was the Greek word? What was the <laughs> right. what was the Aramaic word for whatever, right? Like like although anyway um which is funny because when you start doing that and i encourage it i think it's great i think it's important but when you actually go back to the original bible uh in in its original languages a lot of the constructs that mo the modern christian church like really embraces turn out not to even be there oh wow they're not there right the the concept of hell Oh, is right. not biblical. Right. That does not come from the Bible. There's, you know, if you look at it, at the, you know, the, the, there's a word in the New Testament that is Gehenna, uh, which is which is often translated as hell. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it says that, you know, the, the unbelievers will be sent to Gehenna. Mm. That was a that, that was a place. Just outside of Jerusalem, that was a place where they would go and burn garbage. It was a garbage dump, and well, and it was always on fire. That explains and, the flames. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. so they were like, "Yes, you'll go and burn in Gehenna, meaning we'll just chuck your body away and we won't give you a proper Jewish burial, oh, and that will be wow. a shame to you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all that was. So yeah, like the concept of hell does does not really appear if you're looking at the 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 context and the original meaning of the words yeah of the Bible. And let's face it, Dante played a serious role in forming like <laughs> what modern you Christianity. You want to talk about Dante? Not only did he invent hell, he invented the fucking devil. Because guess who else really isn't in the Bible? Oh right. The devil's not in there. There's the adversary sometimes, mm. which is a concept, not a person. Um, it, I mean, there it could Lucifer. be a person. Is there, though? Is there, though? Because there's a lot of uh, scholarship that's saying that Lucifer, I mean, the word just means bringer of light. Mm. And it often was re a reference to Venus, the, 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 the planet, which oh. they thought was a star. 
Mm. Um, bec- but like Lucifer, they think it probably should be a lowercase l. Like, oh. it's not really Lucifer. It's it's a metaphor. Oh, well, who like, capitalized we that? Right. Hmm. Yeah, Lucifer is. I mean, it, it's a concept that doesn't really uh, belong as as the devil. Like, Morning Star is what Lucifer means, or bringer of light. Uh, you, you when you do when you start to to sort of deconstruct what these words actually meant, uh, we're not talking about you know people people say that it was Satan that tempted Eve. It was That's a serpent. not what the book says. It was a serpent. The book is clear. It was a serpent, mm. and that's based on an old Babylonian myth. The you know they that they sort of hijacked and they they retooled, but it's never Satan. You know what I mean? Like this is this was a, that was another concept that Dante Alighieri basically just sort of came up with out of his butt. That you know there was a guy. So there was someone cast out of heaven. Mm. Dante said it was this Satan guy cast out of heaven, fell to earth so hard that he created a hole. Oh wow! Which is which is what puts da- Satan below us. Mm, okay. And then uh, and then you know Satan is frozen in the lake in the middle of his nine rings of hell or however many it is. So like yeah, then suddenly we have this idea that God is above us, Satan is below us. And uh, we don't have a, I, I don't know. Did Dante have a sense that, like, we live on a ball, dude. We don't live. <laughs> it, it, anyway, it's, the fact of the matter is that, like, a lot of the concepts in the Bible do not hold up when you start to, to look at at accurate translations that are, that have the context of the time. Um. Right. Which is a game, by the way, that the, the, the pastors and the evangelicals love to play, too, where they're like, you know, when, when they talk about, you know, things, questions that we have, they're, they're like, no, in the context, you know, they like to explain away the slavery as being like, well, in the context of the time, it was a different thing and blah, blah, blah. And no, it was slavery. It was still slavery, let, dude. Let, like, let, let, let's be clear. It, it was the, still people laboring but without, they released who were owned and laboring without you know compensation yeah right and right. and they they, they 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 couldn't just like leave because they were right you know they the didn't fact like the that boss. they were that they were supposed to be released after seven years or whatever that doesn't help your case dude right that's uh that's still a slave <laughs> uh the one that you're gonna be happy about frank yeah uh, is the mistranslation that throws the word homosexuality into the Bible. Because... Oh. No. No. (laughs) Uh, There's a word... Oh, what is the word? I'm not... not, Oh, it's it's a Greek word Mm -hmm. that Paul uses in Corinthians that is arsenokoitai. I don't know how to say it. It's Greek. but that is the word that is translated to homosexuality. Well, oh. I think a lot of scholars, and I don't know if this is most scholars or just a lot of scholars, but but a lot of scholars translate that to pedophilia. So oh. it's not so so like the big offense is not that a man is lying with another man, but that a man is lying with a boy. Right. That a man is having sex with a child. Uh 
Boy, they've just always confused homosexuality and pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, they like it's to just conflate a those two things. It's just a long-standing tradition. It is indeed. So, All right. I mean, so a lot of biblical scholars are making strong cases that uh, a strong case that homosexuality was never condemned in the Bible. Hmm. Uh, or at least not by Jesus. Right. So, which is important, I guess. Which is which is important. So, yeah. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't. It would really sting if Jesus had said something about <laughs> if, homosexuality. If that probably fictional character. <laughs> I don't know what I would have what was what I mean would do. to the gays. Uh, I mean, not, thanks, thank you, Jesus. I mean, the dude, read the Bible and tell me that this guy that hangs out with twelve other guys and has one woman friend, I think he's okay with the gays. I think that guy <laughs> might be okay with the gays. He's and, going to the club every night. Yeah, and uh, Mary probably a fag hag. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Mary Magdalene was the funnest woman. She was she was so, done so, with so funny. Oh my toxic God. masculinity. And uh -huh. so she just wanted to hang out with her gay friends. Oh, That's God. all. She could down a cosmo like you just, <laughs> just she was just fun. she just fun. Love to She'd dance. go out on the dance floor mm -hmm. with all the guys. How Simon Peter life. loved her. <laughs> Anyway, uh, look, if any of you folks are biblical scholars and would like to, to argue with us, mm. that's fine. You can go ahead and do it. But let me tell you something. The, grappling, I, you try to tell me, you know, on, on, on How to Heretic, we, uh, we had, we, I, I've tackled a whole bunch of biblical stories. And I always have to go to like 12 different translations to try and figure out what the hell is going on. So... Good luck with the Bible. Don't the Bible doesn't say what it says. I think that's, that's <laughs> that the the end point is that the Bible doesn't say what the Bible says. So uh, so don't worry about it. But if you disagree with that, feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page. Would, would you just it's TGI Atheist. It's it's at TGI Atheist or Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. I don't know how any of this works. You can you can, the Twitter is at TGI Atheist. Go follow that too. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, we've got two of them. Go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. And there's a couple links there. One will take you to Facebook. And the other one will take you over to Discord. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.